This is Without Compromise, a show that explores what happens when you won't settle for anything less than your crazy ideas. We'll talk to athletes, founders, adventurers, and entrepreneurs of all kinds about living without compromise. I'm your host, Mason Gravely. Welcome to the show. We're programmed for survival, so our instinct is to give up on these situations, to move away from them. I thought if I didn't sign up for that race, that I was just going to disappear. It doesn't have to be these big, huge things that everyone thinks you need to do to make a difference. When Dimitri enrolled to play football, his parents anticipated the familiar UK version they were accustomed to. But little did they know, here in the US, the term football refers to an entirely different sport involving helmets and padding and a lot of contact. However, Dimitri, a.k.a. Big Meech, being pretty, well, big, not only did he embrace this American football, he absolutely excelled at it. If you've been followed along with Athletic Bruin, you've seen that we've partnered this year with the offensive line at three different universities to highlight those game changers in the game, the offensive line, the folks that are really making a big difference, but don't always get the spotlight. Demetri here is on the line for one of those universities, and today we're going to hear his story, how he got into football, what he's looking forward to in this season, and why athletic brewing makes sense for him and his team. He's a big personality with a very unique story, so I'm excited to talk about it. All right, let's dive in. All right, folks, welcome to Without Compromise. You heard a little bit about uh, Dimitri in the intro, but Dimitri Emmanuel, is it Big Meech or just Meech as your nickname? Big Meech. Big Meech, welcome to the podcast. How's it going? Man, it's going, I'm going well, man. Appreciate you having me on here. Yeah, absolutely. Really absolutely. Um, quick story. I uh back when I was in high school, I tried out for Florida State's basketball team. And uh yeah. I went to tryouts up there in Tallahassee. I'm from Florida. And uh after getting dunked on like six times by like the backup point guards, I was like, This isn't for me. And uh I got picked <laughs> up by a much smaller school. That's my that's my connection to Florida State. I was chasing a girl that I hey. ended up marrying and she she is a she is an alumni. She's an old, so that's my only connection to Florida State. But, hey man, uh, it ended up working out for you, man. It, it worked out. out then, you know, you you've been at a couple schools now. Is there like major differences between like the amount of attention you get at a school like Charlotte versus Florida State, or is it pretty much the same? It's just you know, it, it, it's all a big deal. It's all a full time job. Have you noticed like a major difference in different sizes? Nah, man, it's uh, yeah, it's completely different. I mean, uh, school like this. I mean, Charlotte, we 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 wanted to win games. You know, we we worked hard, respect like in our respectable manner. But like here, I mean, the expectation just to win is um just heightens the uh sense of urgency you know that we have at practice and then um honestly just in your personal game like you don't want to have a, a bad game you don't want to like personally you just don't want to because the fans will let you know um just as much as they support you, you know they said they let you know if you have a bad game so you know um i mean just just being here it's, it's been crazy it's, it's 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 honestly way different than when i was at charlotte i mean charlotte we was also at the time i was there we was actually just uh, starting a new program, so we were really just trying to trying to lay the foundation and build. And now, obviously, they've they've grown to been in there. Actually, they they just joined the American Conference this year, so you know they're 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 in a the spot there, a good spot for themselves right there. But I mean, it's a completely different mindset uh, and expectation to win here at Florida wow. State. So you could just tell with the work 
Man, and man, I imagine the fan base too is way, way more passionate here. I'll just say this. Most of the people I know that are Florida State fans, like big time, they have a Florida State tattoo. Like that's the kind of commitment we're talking about. Man, it's like, I mean, yeah. it's almost like, whoa, whoa, I'm a fan, but like back up a little bit. Yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, yeah, they're, uh, they're all in, man. And I mean, that's what you want, though. That's what you want. Yeah. You want fans that are passionate. I mean, you want players that are passionate, you know, guys, guys that I'm playing with, we're passionate about the work we do. I mean, so that's, I think that's, that all kind of builds into how special it is. So like when things are rocking on game day and the fans, you feel the energy and dope Campbell, I mean, it's real, like it's real. Cause we all want it bad. So. What are some of those key ways you feel like you've changed and matured um, going from like a new program all the way to like a program like Florida state that has a lot of history too, just like you do now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, seven years ago, it's actually kind of funny. Like I'd be uh, every year when the freshmen come in from high school, it kind of just set, sets me back to when I, when I first came in. I mean, I was just a completely different person. Um, you know, I, I was thought I was ready to come in and play and, and be the guy. And a bunch of us actually did at Charlotte because um, our, our recruiting class at the time actually was the first D1 class that they had signed. So we all came in thinking, you know, we should be playing right right away, um, and uh, we got redshirted. And I mean, it was it was just frustrating, you know. Um, like, so I would say that 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 kind of like going through that process of just being on scout team and going through the process. That was the first time I obviously in high school I was a good player and I was good enough to to play in college. Um, but you realize when you get to college, it's a it's a bunch of guys. So you know, I was very frustrated with the fact that I had a, a red shirt and be on scout team. And service as a, as a basically like a practice dummy. So I basically told myself, uh, you know, I just came in with a mindset that I wasn't going to do that again. Uh, so I was going to put the work in um, so that I basically would give myself the best chance to, to be playing. And so I feel like that, that mentality is kind of when I shifted, like I would say maturity and um, realizing that it was just, it's bigger than just what you, you know, just talent. You actually have to put work in and, 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 and check off a lot of boxes in other areas of your life too, just like classroom and just like you know, how you live, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's kind of where I was saying now in year seven, where I've kind of got things down pat and like I have my own routine and I just kind of, you know, just do things completely different than I was when I was a freshman. Um, I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's a blessing, but, you know, I'm just trying to cherish it. Uh, but it's, I mean, things, have, it's been a completely 180 flip from my freshman year to now. Oh man, I can only imagine. I can, and so much, so much has happened in that seven years, like NIL, the transfer portal. Uh, you're like that generation. Oh, I remember before we had internet. I remember before we had phones. Like everybody had a phone. You're gonna be that football generation where it's like I remember before all this. I was right at the tail end. And there's gonna be. I mean, the next year they don't even know. They don't know what it's like to not have this stuff. It's gonna be wild. Your perspective, um, and, and also you got your degree. Like you finished school about a year ago, what has it been like to play at this level and not have that to worry about? Are you still, are you done with classes? Well, no, I'm actually still in class. So, so I'll actually have my second degree here in December um, from Florida state. Yes. Yeah, so, so that, I mean, that's, that's also just a, one of the fortunate things, but I mean, yeah, I am that generation where it's like, uh, you know, I remember when we, we didn't have no NAL, we were just still talking about how, we used to play on NCAA 14 and, you know, they stopped making the game. 
Uh, I mean, I remember all that stuff. But I mean, especially being at Charlotte, I mean, we didn't have half the things that we have here at Florida State. So, you know, it's uh, like as far as resources goes. So, I mean, I, that's why I just appreciate where I'm at right now, you know, and I'm, I'm glad I get to the, be in this uh, be in this little era for to say I was a part of it just just for a little bit before my career's over in college. You almost, so t- tell me about that. What were you thinking about when you, cause I know this it was like a big story with you and I saw a lot of it in the news. Like you didn't know for a while, like if you were going to have this last year or this next year, what was going through your head during that time? Like, all right, I got to be ready for the next steps. I know you were training for like pro day. You were kind of in limbo. What, what, what would, what were some of those steps you were getting ready to take if, if you hadn't been elig- eligible? Well, um, you know, I, it was it was always a, like a, it was a strong possibility, obviously, and then everything ended up working out. But um, we knew it was going to be time with the NCAA making a decision on the waiver, and so um, you know, I actually came back to school in January when the team returned and was part of off-season workouts. I was still in all the all the meetings and stuff like that. Um, as far as you know, the team workouts were going, and then it got to around um, February, I believe. And, you know, still hadn't heard anything on from the NCAA. And so my mindset was really, you know, obviously still wanting to, to help the team out for this year that, that we're going to have coming up. But um, I just sat down and talked to coach and we just uh, we thought it was best, you know, just to train for pro day just in case, um, you know, I hadn't heard a decision. And then luckily, you know, I did that because um, we still we still hadn't heard anything when pro day came around. And then sure, I think it was like a week or two after pro day, uh, they they um ended up letting me know that I could come back for another year, which was a blessing in disguise. But, I mean, uh, I, I felt like it actually helped that I was able to do Pro Day in front of all the scouts. I mean, they didn't know I was going to be um, entering the draft, but, you know, I actually felt like I, I took the best – um, I, I did the best with my opportunity, and, uh, I, you know, I performed pretty well. And then, obviously, now coming back with another year to put more, more on tape uh, is one of the goals I have. And, you know, just, you know – Help us make this run for uh, what, what we say we want, you know. So it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a good year. So I'm excited about it. What was that feeling when you found out you could come back another year? It was a uh, <laughs> it was one of those it was one of those ones where it's just like man, like you know, God is the way He works is just crazy. Um, so my coach, Coach Atkins, he called me. Um, he called me in the afternoon, but it was basically like. Uh, um, and me and coach and coach Atkins, me and him go back from uh, a long way because he was my coach in Charlotte too. So, um, you know, he called me and basically told me, he's like, yeah, my waiver went through. So I'll see you at practice tomorrow. And, um, you know, he, he's basically going to work the crap out of me. He was just trying to joke around, but, uh, yeah, he was, um, man, it was just one of those feelings. I was just happy to tell my parents and uh, my family, uh, my sister too, just, uh, you know, because they they all know. I mean, it's it's a stressful process. You know, going through just sitting there waiting, and then you don't really you don't really know what's what. I mean, yeah, obviously you feel good, but you don't know what, what how they're going to make the decision. And obviously they're not going to rush. So, but finally to get that that call and say I was good, it was very uh, it was a relief for sure. And then now you know now you won't know you won't have to guess next year what you're going to do. It's like you can. Full right. force focus on what you are aiming for. I don't know what that is, but uh, t- tell me a little bit. Let's talk about your position on on uh, the O line. Um, you know, here at Athletic, you know, we we 
are working with a lot of folks on your team and on other O lines that uh, you know don't always get the spotlight. What what do you think is like a big misconception about playing a position like yours, where you know you aren't the quarterback, you aren't the one that's always getting the attention? Like what what do you think? What's something you want fans to know about what you do that they don't really think about or they don't realize? Well, I mean, I think you know. Offensive line is a very unique position. I would say one thing that, you know, fans probably know or maybe they don't know, but, I mean, it's a very selfless position. So, I mean, if you're looking for, like, a lot of attention or, like, a lot of uh, glory and stuff like that, it's not that's not what we do. And I think the guys that have success and the teams that have success, they all take a pride in that, the fact that they are they don't need all that. Uh, you know, they, they get their job done and they'll do the dirty work for the, for the rest of the, you know, playmakers on the team to make plays. And so I think that's what's helped our offensive line. I mean, um, I mean, it's just it's just not it's just not in our character. I mean, it's just who you are as a person. You know what I'm saying? Have you always been like that, or did you, did you have to learn that? I mean, I think that's that's something that you know, especially young. I didn't I didn't I didn't have all the answers. You know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't know, or maybe maybe I was like that in some ways, but I didn't realize how much of a, how much of that I had to actually translate to my real life. You know, and actually live my life in a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, you know, as a young as a young guy, you just come in and you know, I don't know. It's just me personally. I just, I just I didn't come in like that, and so I, it was something I had to grow and learn. And um, I had a lot of good mentors around me that that kind of helped me teach to teach the way. And so that's kind of what I'm trying to do here for the state. But I mean, that is something that I would say from a fan perspective. You know, that we are. You know. The, I feel like the heart of the team, you know, as the O-line goes, especially and, and the D-line for that matter of fact, you know, that the team's mm-hmm. going to go and be successful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, we just, we just, you know, we wear that and we have pride in that. And so that's something that, you know, that's, uh, is big. Is, is there somebody who has that spirit of selflessness, whether it be football or not, that you kind of look up to as, as me, either a mentor is just somebody that's like, I want to be like them. Um, it might be just, you know, someone in the pros or something, but is there somebody you look to, 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 to try to learn that selflessness to be kind of a game changer? Yeah, there's a couple guys. Um, I would say even on my team, uh, you know, even a guy like Maurice Smith is a guy that I look up to. Uh, he, he's been on center here. Um, even Jordan Travis, uh, Trey Benson, you know, guys on defense, Fabo, uh, Jerry Verse. And then just guys from my last school at Charlotte, each year, you know, you have a new set of leaders and stuff like that. So, I mean, I've kind of like taken, taken a lot of things, but those guys specifically I just mentioned, they all got like something in their spirit, you know, you all that you, that I try and emulate and take, take, take things from. And, um, you know, it's, we've got a bunch of great leaders on the team, but, you know, those are just some of the few guys that I would say, you know, have, uh, some of those great qualities. I read this about you. I don't know if it's true. It's I couldn't find it in many places. Were you born in England? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I was actually um, I was born in London. That's where most of my family is actually, and I lived there most of my life actually. And then I lived also in Jamaica, and I also lived in Nigeria, uh, in Africa. So I've moved around kind of like a lot my whole life. What's uh? What explains not having an accent? Um. Well, I I, I moved around. A lot. So when I got here in seventh grade, it was very strong my accent, uh, and then it just yeah it was strong. And then I, it actually just kind of turned into what it is now. But my my parents and my uh, 
family members, they all they have strong accents. So oh, every man. time I go back home, it just comes out a little bit comes better, out. Like, a little bit more. Oh obviously. yeah, man. That's yeah. uh, I'm, like I said, I'm I'm coming from a family of rednecks. When I'm around them, it's you won't even recognize my voice right now. It's so thick. Do you see football? I know with your family, football is probably popular even in London, just because they're supporting you. Do you see it? Do you see kind of the culture changing over there to like be more accepting yeah. of American football? Have you noticed that at all? Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is, and especially like my well, my family, uh, like my uncles, uh, they'll they'll they'll, stand, they'll stay up and like watch my games, especially here being in Florida State. Like, it's cool. They'll be on the, they'll be on the local channel, so they'll watch the games. So that's got them into uh, more into like American football, and then they have a bunch of programs now, like pathways like to to NFL. So. It's starting to be more like I wouldn't even say it wasn't even accepting. I just didn't think people, many people knew about it. Wasn't popular like it is over here. So um, over there, there's like more like rugby, cricket, and soccer. So American football, people like the sport. They always talk about the Super Bowl, but it's just like as far as like the weekly NFL or like college basis, like it's not. Um, it's yeah. starting to get more now, more popular, yeah. but it's just not. Uh, it just wasn't as as popular. But I think like the more people are learning about. The game, I think it's definitely something that's grown overseas for sure. Were there other sports you were playing growing up before you, you moved that, that you kind of got started in? Yeah, I played a lot of sports growing up. Um, I was mainly playing uh, rugby. I played rugby from like the age of seven. Um, that's kind of where like as far as football, those are the most similar. Um, so that's kind of what mm -hmm. I got into it. But I played rugby. I did cricket. Which is kind of like the baseball, like version of baseball. Uh, I did swimming. I did mm -hmm. I did track. Um, I, mean, I, did, I did a lot of sports growing up. Um, so, I mean, when I moved here, it was kind of just, you know, football was football was the uh, the closest thing to rugby. And uh, my mom, she kind of so she actually signed me up for a summer camp. Um, and over there, football is soccer. So. Um, she signed me up for for a football camp, thinking it was like a soccer camp. So I actually showed up, thinking it was gonna be a, a you know soccer camp. Like seventh grade, my mom signed me up, and uh, my coach, the the head coach of the high school at the time, he just basically was explaining to me what this actually was. It was actually like American football, like, and so uh, he was like asking me questions, and he ended up telling me just you know stay around. Um, and so were, were you she, big at that time, like a big guy? Yeah, I was pretty big. I was a pretty big kid, you know. <laughs> I was pretty big. I mean, you know, so, you know, he was like, yeah, dude, like, yeah, this is American football. He's, you know, just, you know, just to stay around. I wanted to play quarterback, but you know, it worked out for, uh, I think it worked out for the best. Uh, you wanted the attention. You wanted that praise, but you yeah, got Yeah, I want, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to be the guy, man. So you're telling me that you got into American football from a misunderstanding that your mom had about football. The word football. That is, yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, it's a crazy story. Yeah, it's a crazy story. It's a crazy story. But I mean, now it's it's funny looking back now. I mean, I never would have thought that I'd be where I'm at right now. But it's been a it's been a blessing. So God's worked in my favor. What, what do you think growing up there and just kind of living all over the world? I know not just England. What? How do you think that has given you a unique perspective versus some of your peers, maybe that have just maybe come from somewhere local like Jasper or Jacksonville or Georgia or something. What what do you think is unique and what do you bring to the table in that sense? Well, I I think, um, you know, with that experience that I've had, just I'm being very cultured. 
just being able to understand all types of all types of people and being able to talk to different type of people. I think that's the main thing that has it's brought me. Um, just being able to see different cultures in London and see like uh, the different international countries they had or people that they had uh, coming over or even just living in Jamaica and in the Caribbean or living in Africa. I mean, those are all different type of cultures and different type of people and interactions that I've had to have. You know, when you when you think about home, where is home? Where 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 do you miss the most, or where do you um, kind of reflect on, or is is all of it a little bit of home? I mean, I feel like it's all a little bit of home. I would say I definitely miss being in England because I do have a lot of family over there and like a lot of friends still uh, that's over there. But I would say I've I also made like being here in North Carolina home, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean I made you know just the, I, I would say that's kind of how I've I'll say both you know I'll say both both those places that the most I love being, I, we go to Jamaica often for vacation and family and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's just, uh, I'll say both, both places I would say home, but I love going back to, uh, just traveling the world to be honest with you. I love traveling. So it's definitely something that's ingrained in me. Imagine traveling's not something you do a lot during the season. What is, what are y'all getting ready to do? I know you're gearing up for season. Is it getting ready to kind of like, control your whole schedule for a while like w- w- when does that really get started right yeah it's about it's about to get ready to happen right now so right now we're in our basically the second phase of our summer workouts um and we're pretty much gearing up getting ready to take on training camp it starts august 3rd uh so it's about like two three weeks out now and uh, i mean we're ready we're we're uh excited to you know get things rolling we have a lot of expectations this season so a lot of guys have put a lot of work in and you know, we just we're ready to reap the benefits of that. So, what? Where do you put the Florida State uh, ceiling this year? Do you think you can go all the way? Like, where? Where? How are y'all feeling going into it? Yeah, I, I feel like we feel we feel very good. We feel very confident. There's, I don't think there's a ceiling on this team. We 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 really treat every game like one game at a time, and we have a lot of very big games coming up early early in the season too. So. There's no ceiling on on this team. We're just taking it one game at a time, and we're just, you know, focus on ourselves, focus on getting better each day. So once training camp uh, training camp starts, we're gonna be pretty much locked in, and um, we're just excited, man. We're excited to continue on what we did last season. Tell me about tell me about your podcast. You're getting ready to start a podcast. What what, what got you into that? Do you listen to podcasts? Yes, sir. Yeah. So I, I mean, I've been in, uh, listening to podcasts for a couple of years. Um, and I just, I mean, I just, I'm just a fan of the industry, like uh, media and sports. I just, I just think it's, it's dope. So um, I'm actually starting my own podcast. We, we dropped the episode already. Um, it's called Behind the Visor uh, with Big Meech. And I'm basically just going to have some of my teammates come on. We're going to talk about just life, uh, life outside of football, talk about football um, during the season. Just, you know, fun things, you know, and just getting to know, getting to know different uh Getting to know some of my different teammates, and then you know it's going to expand. Uh, you know who who knows where. Uh, I'm not going to put limits on that either. So, you know, um, but that's definitely something I've started. And you know, definitely excited about for sure. What's something you've learned about your teammates with this? Anything unique or new? Yeah, yeah. So I've did, I've done uh, my first episode with Maurice and uh, Darius. Those are the two offensive linemen. And uh, we we just chopped it up. We was talking about they was talking about their experience coming in as freshmen. Um, you know, not with, with like the lack of leadership on the team, 
and uh, just coming and wanting to play, just really going through that. And then obviously transitioning there, uh, Coach Tiger got fired and they hired Coach Novell, that transition. So uh, me talking about that, that it was very interesting for me. I mean, I didn't I really know. I wasn't here, obviously, during that time. So, you know, I didn't have that uh, perspective. But, I mean, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be good. So we got some episodes coming out soon. So it's going to be uh, – I'm excited about it for sure. I think it's a good idea because – Dude, when I was researching you and just looking up, I'm like, holy cow, there's like 40 Florida State podcasts and just like all the names like tip of the spear yeah. and just like there's there's literally <laughs> like 50 different dudes talking about the same subjects. And, I'm, and But they all have big audiences. It isn't like these are just small things. There's a bunch of people listening to these shows. And you're going to be you're going to give all those people that like those shows something totally new. And kind of an inside, behind-the-scenes look at some of this stuff, getting access and like asking questions that other people can't. Because you know, when you talk to yeah. me, and when any college player talks to someone like me, it is it is almost like a there. It's almost like a media day. You know what I mean? It's like a very set. Y'all, I know y'all got to stick to. But when y'all can talk to each other, it's totally different. So that's interesting. That's gonna be cool. That's gonna be really cool. I'm excited, yeah. and I'm gonna share that with people I know too. That's really cool. Behind the visor with Big Meech. Well, yeah, we'll plug that. We'll we'll share that. Um, but I got a couple rapid fire questions if you got it, if you got time. Yeah, bro, for sure, for sure. You could hit me. All right, sweet. So, what are you most curious about right now outside of football? Uh, most curious about uh, cryptocurrency right now. Uh, I really just, uh, yeah, that's what I'm. I'm trying to try, tap into that a little bit more. So, um, you know, that's what I'm. I'm uh, in my free time. I really be trying to you know, spend a little bit of time just researching that. Proudest achievement outside of, let's say, outside of sports. Proudest achievement um, outside of sports. Hmm. Uh, I would say, you know, being able to just because I, I I I went to boarding school when I was living across the sea, so I went to I was I was living away from my family, so I would say just from a young age being able to handle that, and then just going into the man I am now. Honestly, just proud of myself for being where I'm at. What would you say your biggest goal not yet achieved is? Um. My biggest goal not yet achieved. Uh, I would say I I, I want to be you know like as like stable for my family, be able to provide for my family. So I I, I don't uh, you know I'm not at the age where I want to have my family right now. So yeah. that's that's something I have achieved. But when I am ready for that, I, I want to be able to do it and do it right. So um, I would say that's one of my the biggest things that I'm looking forward to achieving. I love that. If you weren't playing any other, if you were playing any other sport right now, what would it be? Would it would it be rugby? I know you mentioned that. Or what would you play? Yeah, uh, I think right now I'll be playing baseball. Um, yeah, I think I play baseball right now. I, I I didn't play when I was younger, but I I, um, I just been watching it recently, and I, I I'm a fan of the sport. So, base man, baseball. There's a lot going on in baseball. There's a game within a game, and if you got somebody that can teach that to you or kind of show you. It becomes way yeah. less boring. It's like, wow, there's yeah, there's a lot happening that you don't see. Exactly, exactly. And so, like this past year was actually the first year I actually was watching a little bit, like a little bit more. And I, because before I was, I thought it was very boring, but I didn't understand the sport. I didn't understand the sport. Now I kind of stand a little bit more, and I'm like, okay, like you know. Uh, and our softball team was actually um, really good. Oh so they, yeah, yeah. That's what got me into oh, it a little bit more too. So like, our softball team went to the, uh, the national championship. And they was going crazy all season. So, I mean, it was easy to just, just like, understand it from watching them. I mean, it was, it was killing teams. So, you know, that's what also got me into it. 
Man, you know? yeah, that's exciting. I did remember they were. I was actually up in that area during that, and it was it was wild. I was like, wow, people. Yeah, are really nah, it into was this. crazy. It was cool. It was really cool yeah, to it was see. Crazy. What's a daily habit you stick to outside of practice? What's something you personally like to do every day to kind of keep you on track? Um, uh, if not every day, I'll definitely a couple times a week just go on a little on go on the trail and just walk, clear my mind. It's a trail up in here in Tallahassee. Uh, I got like the water out there. So I'll just go out there and really just kind of clear my mind and, you know, just focus and just reset, you know, um, it's a lot of, like we have a lot going on, especially as a college athlete. And then yeah. honestly, just as people in general, you know what I'm saying? Everyone got a lot going on in their life, bro. So it's like, that's one place that I know I can go to that, that just kind of, I can just get away from the world a little bit. And I feel, I feel like football helps me with that too. But I mean, I feel like that's really something that I like to do every couple of days. So. There's a lot of good trails around Tallahassee. People don't realize once you get out of town, it's it's the woods in every direction yeah. for miles, yeah. miles of forest in Tallahassee. That's cool. So what what's a? Do you have any hobbies that you don't really talk about or folks don't know about? Um, I listen to a lot of music, so I'll say that's like that's that's a hobby. Uh, my, some of my friends they be sending me uh, new new songs. We be sending to each other. Uh, music, uh, the the podcast that I have going on, um, just into like media, and then all, uh, like taking taking pictures and stuff like that. That's so right. I would say those are some some hobbies I have. I, I've heard you can sing and and rap too. Nah, I wouldn't say I could do all that. I wouldn't say I could do all that. But <laughs> so last year we had um the talent show uh during camp in Jacksonville, and um. We had to break up in the teams or whatever. So last year I did uh, dress up as Rick Ross and came uh, came up as yeah, saying, I think I'm Big Meech, Larry Hoover, whooping work, hallelujah. And uh, I, I sang the whole verse. And uh, <laughs> that was like, that was kind of crazy. On every can of beer at Athletic, it used to say uh, brew without compromise. But we realized in order to be yeah. the best, you got to, you got to, you can't just like play football without compromise or study without, you got to kind of like live that way, live without compromise. What does it mean to you to live without compromise? Uh, I feel like live without compromise is just kind of like, like, it's not, it's more than just like a daily challenge. Like it's a lifestyle. I kind of, when I talked about it earlier, just the lifestyle that you want to live, like you can't just uh, be fake with what you say you want and like kind of achieving achieving success and so like just doing the little things right every single day you wake up like making your bed in the morning like just staying on the schedule staying in your own little routine and um that's what i would kind of say like living without compromises like being able to do whatever you want to do like when you want to do it because you know you put the work in for it you know and so um that, that's that's one thing i would say like especially i agree with your statement on on the can of um just living without compromise, you know. That's what I. That's what I'll say. My definition is: is doing things the right way, so that you can, uh, you know, if you want to have fun, you know, make sure you earned it. There you have it, folks. You can follow Dimitri or Big Meech on Instagram, listen to his podcast behind the visor, and watch his games this year. And pay a little bit more attention to those who are the game changers and think about who the game changers are in your life. And if you want to try any of the non-alcoholic beer here at Athletic Brewing, go to athleticbrewing.com. You can purchase us right there or look for us on store shelves near you. 